He's the biggest hero that's ever been here. No one showed up. No one. This is Lord, okay? This Lord, the Lord. No one showed up. Do you mind if I uh, have a moment alone with my friend? I Not just, procedure. I want to be alone with my friend. I have some things that I have to take care of just between uh, my friend and me. I want you to leave. And please. Give me an hour. Give me an hour. I have things I have to do. There are a lot of things I have to do and a lot of things I don't. A lot of things I love. I love. I love. I really love. I really do love. I really do love. I love. I love. I love. And I hate. And I hate. And I hate. And because I love. Because I love, I hate. Because I love, I hate. Because I love. Because I love. You motherfuckers. And that really sums up my feelings of why I watch so many bad movies every year. <laughs> oh, good God. What the hell is that from? I kind of see whatever that is from. Uh, Tracks, Henry Jaglum's first film. Oh, right. Okay. It's been ages since I've seen that. That's a great question. Yeah. Fucking A. Well, doesn't it really explain why we get so mad at the worst films we see every year? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. And how many Craftsgivings crap have I uh, survived with you? Several. Oh, Good God. Time. You didn't survive the worst one, though. You're lucky you dodged that bullet. And we'll get well, into you said it a to little me, so later. I'm, I'm going to have to watch it just, just to be... Uh, uh, just to share in your pain. I will do that for you. <sighs> so what's the deal today? What are we doing? Talk to me. This is the last, this is the follow-up to last week. And then it's so dour, and we forgot this, the worst film of the year. Also, the biggest scam of last year. And we're going to bring up films that we can't wait to see that's coming out this year. Mm-hmm. And, yep. fair, and again, we said this earlier in the year, fare thee well, Jan Winner, you piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, really, I told you, look how interesting the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame got this year with its entrance. The year that he didn't have no say about who went in. No. 
Yeah, it, it, it's uh, – we have always argued that he is not the person, you know, that should be running the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because he's got so many uh, um, beats against people that should be in there. You know, and once, yeah. he was, once he was kicked out for those really insensitive comments, God, um, we thought it might be better this year. Uh, not so much. It was. There were some better. who deserved it, got in, you know. Yeah, true. True, but none of my people. But But that's okay. None of mine either, but we still got the future. This as much true. as I hate the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I will not deny. I will party like a rabid monkey when uh, Warren Zevon and Finn Lizzy get inducted. Yeah, for me, for me, it's Jethro Tull and Harry Nilsson. But yeah. Nilsson Smilsson. <laughs> Great album. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah, I, that whole rock and roll Hall of Fame thing, I think it's really like outlasted its its good intentions, and it's got to it's got to be put back on the right track. And yeah, I the best way to describe the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is go listen to Leonard Cohen's any version of Tower of Song and you'll get the idea of what really, what the Hall of Fame has really become. Mm-hmm. Yep. And before we get into our worst film, let's talk about the biggest con job of the year. A movie that made over $100 million at the box office, but no one showed up to the screenings. What the mm-hmm. hell was that all about? It's cut. I mean, how can you have over $100 million and be in the top 10 box office, but you always had empty screenings of it, near empty? Well... There's a reason that happened. Of course, what the film we're talking about is Sound of Freedom. That's the uh, child, uh, uh, it wasn't molestation, but the child uh, uh, grabbing the children. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Jim Cavazil and uh, Mira Silverino, um, and and, uh, funded by uh, ultra-Christians. And it's really how they marketed it. So why don't you go into the marketing and tell them, tell our listeners what, what, what they did. What they did is uh, on any of their, on their website, in any of the ticketing websites, they would have this thing called pay it forward ticket, where if you would get t- they if you would get three tickets or more, they would give you free tickets, but they would count each free ticket as a paid ticket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And to cover it up, they bought all sorts of bull crap like, they're just not letting us in. They're screwing up the showings on purpose. Yep. By the way, I, I must say that any movie that the main villain name is Vampiro and it's not a vampire movie, I uh, not not exactly subtle. What do you think? Oh God, we're gonna get into not subtle, but yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. And another one, and the main villain's name was Hillary. Mm-hmm. And another one, and the main villain's name was uh, Barack. <laughs> I don't see Hillary, but I definitely see Barack. Yeah, I'm on I'm on the page right now. But yeah. Yeah. Good God. Anyway. That type of marketing, I mean, that actually goes back quite a ways, doesn't it? Like to the to to the exploitation days of the nineteen thirties. Yeah, like the shit like mom and pop with the short with the shore up reels. If the cop showed up they would not show anything. But if the cops weren't there, they would have what they call a sizzle reel, which they would add to the end, so you would get to see nakedity. Yep. And this guy, Dr. Henry Bowers, would sell tickets, would sell books there. The Anatomy mm-hmm. of Men... In the anatomy of women. And you can guess what the subject of those books were. <laughs> um, uh, well, let me just put it bluntly. Dicks and pussies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The original uh-huh. Dr. Henry Bowers was Kroger, T- Kroger Bab. Right. One of the and great exploitation... Uh, uh, people, seriously, Kroger was, like was millions off of it until he oh, sold yeah. the franchise to. Um, um, what's his name? Uh, from um, uh, Friedman, right? Yeah, Colonel Dave Friedman, David Friedman himself. Mm-hmm. And he found out they made more money off the books than they did the movie. Oh, yeah. Yep. What would happen is halfway through the movie, they would stop it, and this Dr. Henry Bowers, who was different looking in every theater, go figure, would stand <laughs> up and say and, and uh, do a shield to sell these books. Ah, oh, these books are for the health and good for everybody. And that's what sound of freedom is. They prey on people looking for naughtiness or their fear of Hillary and, uh, you know, fear of other things, you know. But they would use something like birth of a baby, uh, protecting child from the evil white slavery ring. Yeah, in this case, it's it's much more fear of of um, 
you know, exploitation of of of, ch- of children, and then also, you know, the uh, the inactivity and the inability of the current administration to do anything. Yeah, it's, that's what this is. It's the full use of what the word exploitation means, and mm-hmm. where we got exploitation films from. They would take a fear or a hot button topic of the moment and exploit that to make some money. Yeah, exactly. And we don't know how much money it actually made because most of those tickets of people who went to see there, hell, me and Carl agreed we would go see that movie for nothing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You mean I can score free tickets? All right. The movie I want to see is at 4 o'clock and then uh, Sound of Freedom's at 2 so I could go there and watch it and just walk over to the movie I want to see it for. Exactly. (laughs) Yep. It's like the old shell game. And then the people who believed in all the fake facts in the movie would eat it up like candy, and the rest of us would hoot and holler and make fun of it. Mm-hmm. And then they could say that us, those that us were loving it as a bad movie, were making fun of it on purpose because we were part of the conspiracy. Mm-hmm. You notice they brought that up a lot. The theater part of conspiracy because they would make, didn't make people be silent. People that come in and hooted and hollered and said this is a bad movie were part of the conspiracy <laughs> to run this film's theatrical engagement. Everything's a conspiracy with them what, 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 right now. I mean, everything's a conspiracy. Yeah, after pizza become, comes to their house five minutes late from Pizza Hut, it's a goddamn conspiracy. Exactly. Exactly. It's just utter bullshit, and it's kind of amusing. But now we've got to get into something ugly and dark, and that's our worst films of the year. We have our lightly hated. Then we're going to get in the very worst. But to move into it, I have a song that really sets up the tone for us going into the worst films. So mm-hmm. here we go, Carl. All right.
And that is the tone that we're always going into to the worst films. Because these are films that either are made by no talent or whatever. My first on my weakest list is the one that horror fans are praising. It's called Where Evil Dwells. The reason that it's on my on my bad list and it's also almost is it's full of too many people making stupid decisions and the plot would not move forward if these people were not dumbasses. What kind of plot is that where it's dependent on the stu- pure stupidity of the main characters? But isn't that, I mean, that when we get to horror movies, right? I mean, it's always been a thing where, you know, the the main characters make stupid decisions and, and that seals their fate. I mean, they made fun of that and scream and so on and so forth. But but when it's truly stupid, when you can't believe anything. Well, it's just one of those that they don't have them make any smart decisions or anything to really, you know, make them stand out. They just keep making mm-hmm. stupid decision on top of stupid decision on top of stupid decision. Mm-hmm. It gets, uh, it's like one of those, you like, oh, after a while, you're just like, oh, fuck you, guy. Fuck you, man. Mm-hmm. You don't know your ass from a hole in the ground. Mm-hmm. And if you did, you would fall in the damn hole. Yep. Agreed. That sounds bad. I'll get I'll yeah. get to that. I haven't seen it, so I can't I can't judge. It's a two hour Spanish film and it's very, very slow paced. And for some reason it's on most horror fans just I love you. Oh, this is so creepy and intense. I just couldn't get past the fact that this guy didn't make one smart decision in the whole freaking movie. Not even one. Mm-hmm. Yep. What's on your almost list? You said you had My almost, I only have two, so let me go with the almost. Um, it's a film called The Passenger. Directed by Carter Smith and starring Mara Bonat Lanoy and Johnny Birchall. And basically what happens is there's there's this guy at this uh independent fast food place and it's the morning and his co workers are being complete assholes and the janitor there uh basically snaps and kills everyone except the guy who was being teased and basically faces makes him go with him to different places while they try to, quote, escape, but, of course, they're not escaping. They're just staying in the whole fucking town. And it's just, it, it just makes no sense to me. You know, it's all about, you know, the, the kid who is kidnapped, basically, has to confront something that he did that was an accident in the past and blinded somebody, and, and, and the guy says you have to, you know, if just was so bad in terms of I I just didn't believe it at all. And it's got like a six point four on 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 the um, IMDb. 
And I'm not saying it's it's not badly uh, directed, but the script is horrid. And the plot is, is bad. So no. This one was this one was a real disappointment. And put out by Bloomhouse too. Oh. Well Bloomhouse is touch and go. Mm-hmm. True. My second almost is worst film of the year. I mean, it's bad, but it's not bad enough to me be worried about any inconsequentialness of it. And that as much as I love Ron Perlman's performance, uh, the retirement plan. Every other bit of it is just so generic. Yeah, I agree. But God, do we love Ron Perlman in that? Oh, I mean, he was so good in there. The reason that was actually on my almost best of the year, and that's only because of Ron Perlman. Yeah, and my biggest problem with it is that the third act needs a rewrite. It needs a fucking rewrite. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, Ron Perlman, why did they have to kill his character? He was... He actually had an arc in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Well, that's one of the best dying lines ever. Iago. Right. Yep. Iago. And I did the finger pointing thing too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If you want something good in your movie, just hire Ron Perlman. He always pulls off a great uh, performance. Oh fuck yeah! Love Ron Perlman. No question. Okay, I guess we're ready for my worst because I only have two yeah. films. Okay, so. I went, and, and this was on um, one of the pay channels. I think it was Amazon, actually. Yeah, Amazon. And everybody was, everybody was saying how good it was. And I started watching it, and was like, where's this going? Where, where's this? Okay, so they go to this place. It's, you know, English aristocrat. Oh, Jesus, God. He's sucking sperm out of the bathroom? Bathtub? He's fucking a grave? Are you fucking kidding me? Saltburn is one of the most pretentious pieces of shit I have ever seen. It just it just goes way over the top and it is disgusting and it is just it's fucking bad. If you want to have a good twist in your movie it can't be someone walking up to you and go, hey, boom, and knock you, punch you in the mouth out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You all yeah. have the guy that punches you in the mouth off in the corner, and you'll be like, why is that guy there throughout the whole mm-hmm. film? Mm-hmm. What I mean is the twist, mm-hmm. they have the twist just pop up at the last. You can hear like in the old days, it'd be like, you could hear the the film in the last reel flop 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 as they reveal everything about the twist. Mm-hmm. Fight well, Club really even a fucking twist. 
well, it's it's not even really a twist because once you see how unhinged this is and this character, you know exactly where it's going. It and and, and it's just it's just no, I don't want to go there. You know, there's one thing to have you know disturbing content in the film. I have no problem with that, but disturbing content where you are basically face down in muck and being held, you know, metaphorically by your hair and, and, and a boot on your neck, and you can't get up to breathe, and it's just one disgusting thing after another. No thanks. You know, it's, it's the same reason. I, it's the same reason I don't watch the Sinful Dwarf or or. Um, you know, any of those films. Seriously. I don't need uh, it. Well, see, I mean, this what I said is hold, best hold about twist. Remember mm-hmm. that? And this is the line, and I quote it. A good twist pulls out the feet from, pulls out the rug from under your feet. And as you're sitting there with the air knocked out of you, shocked, the story goes on. Mhm. Yeah. Uh, so, but once like they it. reveal the twist at the end, the movie's over. Mhm. Yeah, but it's not even a twist. You know exactly where it's going. There's no fucking twist. And not only that, it's it's like I said. You think I want to watch the Human Centipede over and over again? No. You know, I don't want to watch this either. It's that type. It's it's more than that type of disgusting because it's marketed as a fucking art film. The first one actually had a sense of humor to it with uh, that, the guy. That's true, but, but I'm, I'm just using it. That, I'm just using it as an example. This is marketed as an art film. Fucking Dan Kramer loves this movie, and it's like, what the fuck are you seeing? Seriously, this is this if is you by far. What are the My most things point. I've ever seen? Yeah. If you want a deranged, twisted, perverted art film, there's only one to see this holiday season. Okay. And it ain't about rich things either, is it? No, no. What is it? Four things. Yeah, I know. I, and trust me, I want to see that. That's on my list to see. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. My worst is a film that was made in 2021, but is so horrible that finally the director, who is a piece of incompetent dog shit, had to release it out of his trunk this year. And that is Death Rider in the House of Vampires. Has he gotten any better than the the first movie? Yeah. No. No. Yes, he's gotten <laughs> a little bit better, but he's still the opening scene is ten minutes. 
of the main guy riding with the topless girl, who all the topless girls besides one, played by Tim Director from uh, Blair Witch 2, are all porno stars. I really don't have a problem with that. (laughs) Yeah, but the first ten minutes is just them riding across the desert with her topless and the so-called death rider. Riding with her for the first ten minutes. Nothing Mm -hmm. else happens. And then the credits start. And then we get the scene, then we get Danny Trejo, and then he ends up in this stupid vampire slash saloon brothel where to get sanctuary, you have to bring a virgin in, and this girl that he gives them as a virgin doesn't look like no virgin. (laughs) You know, she looked like she'd been rolled hard and rise at home, put in wet many, many times. Before this. Yep. And Danzig is so incompetent and cheap as a director with his FX, he didn't even get his actors things that they could talk through. So you get this from every vampire character with their things out. <laughs> Which makes Danny Trejo sound like a Mexican Elmer Fudd during his scene, doesn't he? Yeah. Does it? He sounds like a Mexican I Elmer Fudd. You're right. <laughs> and Eli Roth is in it, and he brings like a big old, big old giant chunk of ham to the movie. Mm-hmm. And let's not, let's not forget Glenn Danzig himself as an actor. Oh, God, no, I won't forget to <laughs> shit on him. Uh, and Julian Sands is in it, but he just looks so bored. I mean, he even yeah. reads his lines bored. This is definitely a where's my check performance. Or as I like to call it, an F-I-I-M. Fucking it's money movie. Yeah, that's what I mean by where's my check performance because yeah, that's exactly. really what's crossing his mind. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But the worst is Glenn Danzig as an actor who cannot do a Western accent if he had a 44 Magnum put against his head. Who can't write a decent script? Who can't direct mm-hmm. who can't direct FX mm. it's like if us as a 12 year old horny boy made a vampire spaghetti western with no spaghetti western traits into it it's like what you all the only Western you've ever seen is from Dust Till Dawn, and you're like, I can make a spaghetti Western because I watch from Dust Till Dawn. Well, well, it's more like uh, um, Billy the Kid versus Dracula, right? 
No, I give William Bodine more credit than Glenn Danzig. One shot okay. Bodine. Nope. And we're not talking chess row either. Okay, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> At least he didn't have scenes that just keep going on and on and on. It's 90 minutes with an hour's worth of material and a half hour full of padding shots. Yep. I mean, there's more padding in here than a stripper's boob. <laughs> yep. Understood. As I said before, if I ever met Glenn Danzig, I've said it before about many people, but this one is sure. If I ever met Glenn Danzig, I would find some way to either punch him or bash him in his midget nose in. Mm-hmm. I don't care if he kicked my butt as long as I broke his nose. True. And I would be yelling, this is for good films, you hack punch. If you don't understand my relationship with Mr. Danzig's work, look up Craps Giving 2021 Verotica. And you will get to see me have a psychotic break for 90 minutes just cursing some of the most horrible FX and performances you had ever seen. Yeah, you just sent that to me, and, and, and I will watch it to share in your, your, your pain. I will do that for you. And honestly... The reason we love the 70s adult film guys is that, well, I've used this as a term, and I think they like it. They were actors who would fuck. Nowadays, they're just fuckers who think they can act. Take a look at the the, the great ones of that era. You know, Jamie Gillis, um, Bobby Astor, you know. All the two guys things. from uh, Talk Dirty to Me. Yep. Let alone the women, because there were some really good ones. Vanessa Del Rio, um, Ronda Joe Petty. Annette Haven. If you didn't know them, would you ever think that Annette Hines was from Kentucky? Or that Seika was from Georgia. And if you ever mm-hmm. talk to her normally, she has a big old Georgia accent. And Annette Hines no. has a big old Kentucky accent. Yeah. Now, that's acting. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. But if your credits for, if your uh, credit readings for a movie includes Anal Gang Bang 99, Big Gaping Holes Volume 24, yeah, no thanks. Yeah, and that is actually some of the ladies in Veronica's 
cast. If you look it up, that's their credits. IMDb credits. Good God. Even though I don't count IMDb for crap anymore, ever since they lost the viewer lists and some of their other features, they've just really gone to I still use them for info, though. Still use them for info. Yeah. But that was the worst of the year. God. I usually watch the worst films I could find to try to find mm-hmm. one for craps giving. Carl ought to be mm-hmm. glad I was sick this year, or else I would have probably found something. Horrible. Well, I'm still trying to forgive you for Gotti, but you know, I, I you're basically forgiven by now, but still. <laughs> no, Gotti was Gotti was good in a really bad way. They did not know what the heck they were doing. Mm-hmm. Way. Yeah. Still, it makes me very, 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 very sad. What was he Especially thinking? The bad what was Leo thinking? Seriously, Leo, what happened to you? Every him and uh, Lustig got screwed out of their royalties from... Uh, what was that series that they made bank on in the 90s? Oh, uh, I can't remember offhand. Uh, Relentless, wasn't it? Yeah, Relentless. Mm-hmm. When they went to make I, Relentless 4, they said, "We want you want us to make Relentless 4? Cool. Give us our money and the royalties from the first three films. Sorry, we didn't make any money off of them. We're just doing this because we want shelf filler. That's what they said. Even mm-hmm. though they had evidence that they were consistently in the top five box office, well, top five rentals of their time. Mm-hmm. Yes, Virginia, even in the VHS years, we had creative accounting. By the way, if people don't know who we're talking about, the reason I mentioned Leo Rossi is he wrote the script to Gotti. And I love him. I adore Leo Rossi. And that was a mistake. Or Leo. Well, Leo Rossi was the best thing about uh, Maniac uh, Cop 2. I'm sorry. Oh, there's lots of good things about Maniac Cop 2. Seriously. But Leo Rossi's performance is the wannabe Mansonite guy. Is oh, he's so great. Good. I love Leo. If my friend gets here, y'all, <laughs> you're going to be sorry. <laughs> yep, love if me some Leo. If you're looking for a perfect shot on video action film horror mix, you can't get better than Maniac Cop 2. Oh, and and, and, and don't forget uh, how many good people are in that movie. Good God. And they're all and it's a real action film too. There's some 
fucking, there's that one fucking uh, uh, car chase, which is just amazing. Yeah, and that burn scene where uh, the maniac cop gets burned and he's just like walking. Yeah, that's Robert Sadar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know who did his stunts for that movie. Neither do I, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's what kind of nerd I am. I'm a stuntman nerd. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the ones that we haven't, I haven't seen this year that I still want to see is, uh, let's see, Poor Things. Yeah, that came that's on my list too. That, that's on my list too. Yorkus Lassimos, who did uh, The Lobster and and Killing of a Sacred Deer, and yeah, Poor Things is basically tell. Tell them what, what basically Poor Things is. I love how you it's put this. It's sort of a remake of Frankenhooker. <laughs> During the Victorian age, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. That's a must. I must see it's that. It's a good film. Okay, what other ones do you have? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, everything else that I haven't seen, I pretty much avoided. Like, I still haven't seen Fast 10. Won't see it. Okay. The second Aquaman uh, film, won't see it. No. Uh, oh, yeah, The Baker I need to see. Which one? The Baker. Tell me about that. What is that? I don't know that one. Basically the same plot as the retirement plan, except that the father, the Baker, who's retired from being a serial killer, is played by Ron Perlman. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, it's Ron Perlman. I have to see that. Of course. Yeah. And there's Oppenheimer, which I want to see once just to see if it's as boring as uh, his other big budget films have been. Tenet. I have no interest. No interest. None. I mean, I'd watch it if somebody really wants to watch it. But she no said she'd like to see the movie about Oppenheimer and the bomb, but she didn't give flying fuck. About he if he screwed around and all of the fucking that he does in the movie. Mm-hmm. From what I heard, there's only one great thing in that movie, and that's Robert Downey Jr., which I'm not surprised. No, neither am I. Neither am I. Well, any others? That the boy in the heron, of course. Yeah, that's on my list too. That bottoms. <laughs> bottoms is fucking awesome. Trust me, my second favorite movie of the year. And, and I'm waiting to see it with Tracy, but uh, definitely suitable flesh. Yeah, that one I have to see. 
I don't have it on my list. I keep forgetting about that. I was supposed that. to see it on the third day, the last day at the KHF, but the night before, the bottom of my shoe blew out, and I did a header and fell off the porch onto the flower bed and down into the bigger flower bed. Came no, I know exactly. Came up with on my legs, but otherwise mm-hmm. I was all right. Well, good. My back was sore, so I just stayed in with uh, Tracy the next day. Mm-hmm. Now, I remember you told me you'd fallen. You didn't make the last day of KHS. Yeah, the bottom of my shoes had blown out. You know, when your rubber mm-hmm. soles just... Oh, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yep. So let me give you a couple of mine, okay? Okay. I still have not seen John Wick 4. Must see. And I know you liked it. Yeah. Uh, And and most people I I have talked to say it's a great ending to the series. Okay. Bo is afraid. I know this is such a divisive film and it's Ari Oster that I need to see it just to make a decision on which side I'm on. I'm shocked that most of Ari, like I said, I'm shocked that most of Ari Oster's fans have hated this movie. I'm like. But a lot of people that haven't liked Ari Oster have liked this movie. This made definite top tens. It made definitely top tens. Not many, but it made it about three or four that I saw. It reminds me of the guy who did Adaption and uh, Charlie Kaufman. It reminds me of a Charlie Kaufman film without Charlie Kaufman. Yeah, like Senadosa in New York, which I like. Okay, so the next one that's on my list is Foe, F-O-E. Little film, I think it's on Netflix right now. Um... Suarez Ronan, and I, I forget who else is in it, um, but uh, she and her partner are in this secluded cabin, and a stranger comes to the door, and it becomes really, really strange and becomes sort of a horror science fiction hybrid. Yeah. And it's just, I like her, uh, and, and it just sounds intriguing enough that that's one I want to see. I also want to see uh, uh, Pinter's new one, The Killer. Just because it's Pinter, basically. And I know, yeah. I know that it's... I've heard, I know I've heard that, good things and bad things about it. Well, I, I know it's been mixed. People like it and people don't like it. And again, I, I, I like to make decisions on films like that. You know, those, those, those films interest me. That are devices. Um, now I know you're going to make fun of me at this, but you got to remember I'm a musician. I grew up with uh, with uh, the 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 youth concerts he used to do on TV, and and uh, that would be Leonard Bernstein. I have to watch Maestro. I have to. I'm not, I, I, I'm almost positive it's going to make me very angry, but I still have to see it. Uh, 
And then the last one that's on my list is, I just told you about it off air. It's called The Cello, and it's Darren Lynn Bozeman. Uh, it stars Jeremy Irons, and it's basically a demonic cello. Okay? Right there. You got me. Demonic musical instruments. I need to see this. Yeah. Absolutely, I need to see that. Uh, that sounds fun. It's, I hope it's as good as uh, Repo and the Devil's Carnival. Yeah, and, and, and don't forget he did saw what, three, four, and five, right? Thousand? Yeah. He's decent. And I like Repo. I like Repo. I know. I love a, Repo. I think it's a little muddled, but, but there's so many good things about that, including Paul Servino, who fucking just is well, awesome. Well, they did it movie. on uh, Panties. Yeah. Yep. So that's what I got, Stephen, as far as the movies I want to see. Oh, cool. So what else do we have, sir? Well, hold on. Okay. We got the stuff that we're looking forward to that's coming out this year. Okay. I really haven't kept up on that, to be honest. Um, I want to see The Beekeeper. That one looks good. Which one is this now? The Beekeeper. Oh, okay. The one with uh, Jason Statham. Jason Statham. Good reviews, yeah. It might replace the bad taste of The Expendables 4, which look like they... uh, Spent like 10 cents on it. Right. I know it was a big budget movie, but it looks so cheap. Yeah. It wasn't no... uh, Who was it that we loved? PM Entertainment quality looking movie. I love PM Entertainment. Yeah. Oh, and this week, what's kink? What came out that y'all need to see is uh, the one and only uh, Vinegar Syndrome released a film that Carl's been championing for a year, but he's been always been mad. There have been bad copies of it out there. And that's the one and only... Pays for. No, not pays for. Red Rock oh. West. Oh, Red Rock West. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. John Dole gets, gets, gets some love, man. That's great. That one's always been hard to find on DVD in a non-squint-worthy copy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they got they have Phase Four coming out on February 
Well, this Friday, let's see. Yeah, February the 4th, Monday. Mm-hmm. Okay. That sounds, that sounds good. That sounds real good. I'm, I'm glad they're releasing that. Now, I'll tell you a movie that's opening up this weekend that I actually have an interest in. What? Argyle. And it's Matt, it's, it's Argyle, which is Matthew Vaughn, who did the Kingsman series. It's about a writer who, who oh, turns yeah, out... Oh, yeah, 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 that one looks funky. Yeah, and you're talking, you're talking Bryce Dallas Howard, Henry Cavill, Samuel Jackson, Brian Cranston, Sam Rockwell, Catherine O'Hara, John Cena. It looks a, like a lot of fun. It looks it really insane does. as hell. Mm-hmm. And I really like Matthew Bond, Vaughn, and I love the Kingsman series. So, not yeah. the third one. The King's uh, Man was not that good. I liked it, though. It, it, it's it's a definite different. It's not as fun. It's it's more serious. Yeah. But I liked it. I liked it. The first two Kingsman films were great. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But yeah, you're not going to get better than uh, that. That looks fun. Let's mm-hmm. see. I want to look up a list. Movies to be read. Oh, there's one that I forgot. Godzilla Zero. Oh, yeah. You know what? I forgot that, too. I have to see that. Absolutely. I wish we had my, my our other man here because he'd be want to give us a review. Yeah, and and that of course would would be Eric, but uh, yeah, he's not with us today, so. Yeah. Now there is a movie opening up March eighth. I'd like to see. What, Porno Holocaust, the uncut version? Nope. Love Lies Bleeding, which is British filmmaker Rose Glass who did St. Maud. That seems and, sounds and like it, a movie like Anal Rape. <laughs> the Argyle's well, it's a tale of love, sex, and crime. And, and, and basically, um, two lovebirds go on the, on, on the lamb with money and... and uh, his dad, who is Ed Harris, has connections to the underworld, and they're after him for the stolen money. And yeah, it, I just want to see what Rose Glass does after Saint Maud because Saint Maud was a hell of a film. Seriously. Oh, here's one I want to see, and I hope they don't screw up, but I bet they will. And that's uh, huh. the Bob Marley biopic, One Love. Mm-hmm. It's one of those I'm like, how are they going to screw this up? Uh, 
That one just looks like it's one of those you want to be good. Hey, this is this is a movie about where we are, land of bad. <laughs> okay. Movie wise, it's another. There is this does look like a shit driveaway doll. Da, da, da. Oh, Ethan okay. Cohen's new film. I saw that too. Looks interesting. Yeah, a road trip comedy that finds two young women in need of a fresh start to get mixed up with a group of neck criminals. Oh, guess who's reuniting this year? And, and they say they're going to be oh, making the movies. I read that. I read that. Yeah, they say they're going to make a film just like... Uh, it's a horror movie. Yeah, they say it's going to be more like Blood Simple, which I hope it is. Yeah. Oh, and Dune Part 2. I love Dune Part 1. I hope Dune Part 2 is good. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm up to March 29th, and you got Godzilla versus Kong's A New Empire. Yeah, and March 1st is uh, Problemista with Tilda Swinson as mm-hmm. an aspiring Toy Story from El Salvador. <laughs> trying, uh uh, da, 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 da. Who, uh, uh, Cabrini, the story of Mother Francesca Cabrini, an Italian immigrant who worked in New York City to provide housing and health care mm-hmm. for orphan children, help her one day be making the saint. Remember, all other the ghettos were named Cabrini Greens. Especially the infamous one that they talk about in Candyman mm-hmm. was named after her. That one could be interesting. Imaginary. What if Ted was a horror film? Oh, Kung Fu Panda 4. Yeah. There it is. Love lies bleeding. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, Kingdom. What? This title just sounds weird. I know exactly what you're going to say. Society of Magical Negroes. Yeah, I've read the. uh, 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 I was going to mention that, and then I read the uh, synopsis, and I said, nah, it's not worth it. It's a satire about a young man who's recruited in a secret society of magical black people who dedicate to making white people <laughs> Oh, if it has the same level of meanness that sorry that if I bothered you have. Yeah. Oh, Lucas Saw has a new one out called Dog Man. That means Ooh. it could be good or it could be bad. Well, we have uh, on May 10th, we've got Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, Godzilla, Kong, the New Empire. I hope this is good. The first omen. Oh, God. 
a prequel to the Omen, Jesus Christ. No, what no the fucking dog, devil fucking a dog, fucking a hyena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, devil tells her, get out the fucking room, I'm trying to fuck a hyena here. Okay, here's the most, uh, uh, my most anticipated film of 2024, Furiosa. That's a fucking Oh, God, yes. That's uh, scheduled to come out May 24th. Back to Black. Oh, a uh, new autobiographical film about Amy Winehouse. Yeah, no another thanks. film about a junkie rock star. Mm-hmm. Abigail, which, has, which looks good. It's one of those where the trailer gives away the trade the twist but it looks good it looks fun as hell oh the guys who did ready or not okay this might be good it's about a bunch of kidnappers that try to kidnap this 12 year old daughter Mm -hmm. but it turns out that don't watch the trailers where you see this so you won't be shocked by the twist which the trailer reveals. It's got Giancarlo Esposito in it. And it Ooh. just, it looks like it could be a fun little romp. Uh, hopefully it's as good as uh, Ready or Not. And so I like this one title. So there's one Isn't coming out June 7th I have an interest in. Yeah, Guy Ritchie's new one. Uh, oh, go ahead. Yours. Oh, no. Okay. So June 7th, you got Hitman, which is uh, basically uh, Richard Linklater. And uh, based on a uh, Texas Monthly article about a tech nerd who helps the police record undercover sting operations when a colleague who's supposed to impersonate a professional killer can't play the part, he's forced to step in. And immediately falls for the client. Cool. It looks like... Well, it's Link later. It's not going to be normal. Yeah. The Guy Ritchie one, the title is The Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. I saw a trailer for that. It looks great. Yeah. I just like that title. Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Mm-hmm. How about your least anticipated film of the year? I haven't found it yet. I'm just looking through. I have. I have Let's Bad see. Boys War. Bad Boys One, Two, Three weren't that bad, especially no, if I'm watching no, it at home. I have no interest. From looking at the trailers, uh, the Paul guy looks good if they uh, do it right. With Gosling mm-hmm. and the stuntman, who's uh, but whose star goes missing, gives him a chance to track him down and stuff. Ooh, a horror film based on tarot cards. Ah. <laughs> They're redoing my ex-friend's wedding? 
Well, you got the new Beverly Hills Cup movie, Axel F. Yeah, but yeah, you're probably right. My most anticipated is Furiosa, a Mad Max saga. Yeah, I'd agree. Just because I want to say who plays uh, Immortan Joe so I can shit on him. <laughs> you ain't no fucking Hugh Keys Burns, motherfucker. Oh, God. Another Garfield movie. No, thanks. Ballerina is a ripoff, is a cash-in on John Wick. Wick. Yeah, Yeah. I saw that. Now, we do have Deadpool 3 coming out in July. That one's probably going to be fun. Yeah, I would think so. I'd go see that. The Bike Riders. I wonder what that's about. Bike Riders. You sure? Yeah, motorcycles. Oh, God. Horizon, an American saga, chapter one. Who let Kevin Costner make another extremely long Long freaking western. Whoever did that, we should take them out back and shoot them. Yeah, seriously. Just no, no, no. A Quiet Place, day one. Despicable Me 4. Okay. I, I looked at the trailer and it looks good. I've liked all three Despicable Me movies and I've loved Dominion movies. Okay. Well, how about a new Alien movie? Alien Romulus. Is Ridley Scott involved? No, it's Fetty Alvarez. I don't know. It's a Disney Alien movie. Right. True. Twisters is getting a reboot. Twisters getting a reboot with Twisters. After uh, who cares? Deadpool 3. Mm-hmm. Harold and the Purple Crayon. Oh, my God. They're finally making that into a movie. Awesome. Well, there's always Beetlejuice 2. Alien Romulus. Yeah, I just mentioned that. Yeah. Horizon, American Saga, Chapter 2, The Forge. Oh, God. Yeah, seriously. Okay, I've got my worst. Never mind. They're taking my favorite Spider-Man character and shitting all over it. I waited forever for any Spider-Man movie to have Kraven the Hunter and do Kraven's Last Hunt. But they're making them into... uh, I'm not looking forward to uh, Beetlejuice 2 either, but fuck Craven the Hunter. So I got my second... I got my second most anticipated film of the year. When you're ready. What, Speak No Evil? No, Maxine. 
the, the, the oh, boa, the accent pearl. Chuck, hold on. Let me go change shirts. Uh, uh, okay, here it is. Uh, I'll put on my fuck Ty West shirt. And <laughs> that's all you need to know. <laughs> you don't like Pearl, okay? You did. No. You told me that. I tried to watch it. It was shit. I tried to watch X. I went, yeah, I X'd it out. Fuck it. <coughs> Ty West Sorry, all... has yet to direct a good movie. Period. Yes, he has. No. Yes, he has. No. Yes. No. In the Valley of Violence. Who show is this? <laughs> okay, I'll shut up. <laughs> no, really, no. I haven't. That was decent, but Transformers One Wolves. Hey, it's about wolves. Just a year later, we're getting Saw Eleven. Man, Saw Two was good though. Ten, you ought to watch it. It's great. Saw 10, that is. Mm-hmm. What it's about is uh, the guy, the killer. It's about before he dies, he goes over to uh, Mexico to try to get some treatment for his cancer. Right. And he finds out that they are doing some, they're doing fake surgery and taking, stealing the people who are dying's money. Mm-hmm. And it's time for some disabled payback. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that one looks good. Jordan Peele's doing the monkey's paw movie. Eh. And here's one that could be good, but I highly, highly doubt it. Okay. I'm hoping it's good. Mm-hmm. That's Joker, Foil de Deux, or A Dance for Two. You got Lady Gaga's Harley Quinn in that, and I'm I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. Okay, here's already I got my worst film next year already blocked out, and that's Terrifier Three. He's gonna make it a three-hour gore slasher (laughs) film. Three hours. Oh God. We got a new Wolfman coming out on October 25th. What the hell are they thinking? Putting out a horror film on Halloween week. They must be crazy. (laughs) The amateur. That's me. Oh, Paddington in Peru. Uh, If it's as cute as the other two, it's going to be cute. Venom 3. Why? Yeah, really. <laughs> Auto night. No thanks. Hey, it's Barry Levinson, so it might be good. Yeah, he's hit and miss for me. Oh, cool. The best Christmas pageant ever is being made into a movie. Hopefully it's as cute as the original book was. Okay. It's the one where uh, the story of the worst kids in the history of the world is they put on a Christmas pageant in their church. 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Gladiator 2. This goes into my Larry Cohen category. Yeah, exactly. And what does that mean, Carl? Fucking dead. Dead. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Wicked Part 1, which is finally an adaption of the musical. So they can make more money, they are splitting it up into two parts. Uh, Karate Kid Movie 2024. Cast so far, Ralph Macchio and Jackie Chan. Uh, Lord of the Rings. The cash in another movie. Mufasa, The Lion King, another cash-in on a successful franchise. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, guess what? Another (laughs) cash-in. And here's the one we're going to want to see. Robert Eggers. uh, Nosferatu. What does that word mean? Uh, Basically, uh, Empire. Vampire, yeah. Hopefully it's Oh, yeah. Good. Definitely. Listen, you've got fucking the foe as Nosferatu. Yeah. God we damn. already got that, and it was good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Actually, it's Bill Skarsgård as Orlock. But, but what yeah. was the foe in it? Oh, another one I want to see because the idea of it looks good is the Book of Clarence. That just opened up, and unfortunately, it didn't do well. Well, let's say this. You got a movie where a guy has a black guy pretending that he's Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, that could be either good or dangerous. Hopefully, it's good and dangerous. Uh, that's all I've got as far as the, the new movies that are coming out. Yeah. This seems like it's going to be an okay year. The Linklater might be good. Hopefully. Well, I I love Linklater. I, you're not as, as, as hooked on Linklater as I am. That's but, because yeah. he's gotten bad Neo-O's. Boyhood he's got- before midnight, why? Oh, I I don't I like before midnight. I I think it's the weakest of the three. I still like it. Everybody wants you as a sequel to Days of Confused. It was shitty, but as a movie, it was shitty. Mm-hmm. It was just cock a to quote uh, Miss uh, Annie Wilkes from uh, Misery. Mm-hmm. But we're just now in February, so maybe some surprises will come out before then. The alien film just looks like generic alien film 83 because we still want to cash in on a franchise. 
which will have suckers come to see it. Yeah. Agreed. A lot of the Christmas movies look like generic cash-ins, like Mufasa and that uh, and the other ones. Let's cash in on the stuff that was successful in the past because we know people who like brand names. Mm-hmm. So I'll say, how many times did you see that at the video stores? Movies that had nothing to do with the original IP, but people yeah. rented it because they knew the IP's name. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's going to be more interesting this year because Keener Lober is uh, doing, one, a wide release of uh, the Blu-ray of uh, North Dallas 40, which is a need to get, even if it's just for what's-his-name's commentary. Dan Kramer. Dan Kramer's commentary. And uh, Kino Lover is also releasing William Friedkin's Rampage. Please let it have all three endings. Please let it have all three endings. Yep. Agreed. And you gotta love Friedkin for having the balls to make the movie that says fuck you to the defense and fuck you and the prosecution at the same time and our legal... Yep. Basically, just fuck you to the entire American legal system. Yep. Well, you know, Freakin' certainly was not afraid to give the middle finger to whoever he wanted to. Yeah. Seriously. But this has been his most least seen film because it was impossible for him to get distribution on it. Yep. Once DEG went under. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And Criterion has nothing jaw-dropping coming out this year. A bunch of pretty decent re-releases. And a couple of whys. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the one to watch well, is Vinegar Syndrome because they have, like, mm-hmm. last month they put out, like, a 4K beautiful version with interviews from all the actors that are still here of uh, Southern Comfort. Nice. Uh, a great version of Red Rock West, and they have Pace uh, uh, 4 coming out at, at, at the start of next month. As part of the as part of the Valentine's Day love to to their fans, mm-hmm. and with the and last year we never did say what was your favorite home video brand. That's easy, Vinegar Syndrome, because of the oh, Polish yeah. sci-fi releases they all did, and me getting a hold of the two Haas films. Agreed. Agreed. I still need that sci-fi box set. That's good stuff. 
the one sure. that had uh, Obli Dao or the end of the world. That one just looks like a depressing 90 minutes, but hey. And what's coming up this year on Steve's Video Store? Well, we're not going black and white. We're going black and chrome pretty soon. We're going to drag Biggie Love on here. And what are you going to watch that's black and chrome? Mad Max? Yeah, Mad Max Fury Road. Absolutely. Which when it came out, we were shocked because we were expecting a good movie. We didn't get a good movie. We got a fucking great movie. Oh, seriously. I remember coming out of the theater seeing that. And I felt like I had been on a roller coaster. I literally could not stand straight. I had to lean against the wall. I mean, that's how visceral that film is. Seriously. Yeah, I mean, there's like five minutes of plot in Fury Road, and the rest of it is just balls to the walls action. Mm-hmm. It's a, I think it may win record for longest chase scene in movie. Longest I don't know about that. History. You know, but 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 it's close. Good good film, really good film. I'm glad we're going to do that with Vic. And the most badass scene of Mad Max, he, they don't even show what he does <laughs> when he walks back. He's covered with blood. Are you hurt? That's not his blood. His blood, yeah, it's not his blood. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That's what a lot of people who hated it didn't get, and we'll get more into it. And when we watch the movie is that it wasn't a Mad Max movie. It was a Furiosa movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people didn't like that, and that's their fucking problem. <laughs> yeah, if he, if Mel Gibson would have come back and he would have been as old as he was, it would have made more sense. Because mm-hmm. the end basically shows Max riding off into the sunset. Right. You've mm-hmm. already watched the film, uh, which was uh, Beyond Thunderdome, where Mac transitions from being the road warrior into a myth and a legend. Mm-hmm. Ain't we a pair, Raggedy Man? Ain't we a pair? Yeah. But at the end of it, they're telling stories of him. You know, he's become mm-hmm. a legend, a myth. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, last year was a pretty good year, and this year looks like it's going to be good too. We've already got Reacher season three, two over with. 
which if you haven't seen, you're missing the best action show on television. Go watch both seasons on Amazon Prime. Or if you watch the first one, go watch the second one. Oh, yeah. Reacher is great. It really is. Agreed. And they're starting to say season three will be out at the end of this year or the beginning of next. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Looking And there's still some that ain't been scheduled, like uh, the so-called sequel to the Fast and the Furious film, Fast X2, which I don't care about. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Mission Impossible, the sequel to the last one, which I still haven't seen because I'm getting pretty goddamn tired of Tom Cruise as a badass action film. I like them better as the goof up fuck ball fuck up in uh, Edge of Tomorrow well, I than agree. I have as him as the badass. Mm-hmm. And isn't it funny? That Tom Cruise was always better playing the goof up the goof up goofy fuck up than he is being the badass. You know, I mean, I was a huge fan of of um, Ricky Business. I love Ricky Business, and that to me, at least early, you know, early in his career, that's his pivotal role. And, and, and he was he was a fuck up, and was wonderful. And yeah, that was that was a good film. And. It's cool that he wants to do his own stunts, but one, he puts a stunt man out of a job that could do it, and two, if he gets hurt doing a film, it not only fucks the film, it fucks everyone who's supposed to get fucking paid yep. getting knocked out of work because mm-hmm. he wants to, because he don't want to get old. Yeah, true. And, oh, we're 30 minutes short, but I think we got everything wrapped up in a nice little bow. I agree. So thank you, and we'll see you next time, which we'll probably do a commentary on. It's Black History Month, so what do we want to do for this year? I don't know if we can top up tight, but we got to try. Uh, well, we got we got to work on that. Um, yep, it's Black History Month, so you we're going to work on that. Tried, motherfucker. Mhm. I tried looking yep. up at the bar, and I got nosebleed. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Thank you very much, Stephen, for having me on. Always appreciate working with you. Yeah. And if they had the party up in heaven at the end of Heather's, like you said, yep. listen to this and then afterwards tell me what you think. This is the song they should, uh, the version they should have played a case of Rasserah to them dancing around. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. 
Okay, goodbye, everybody. Que sera, sera.